0: One of the clichés of the helping professions is that the helper gets as much from the process as the one being helped. I usually find this to be true, and this is also the reason why I feel so incredibly blessed to be able to do the work that I do and even get paid for it. How cool is that? I experienced the mutual benefits of therapy about a week ago when I was talking to Adrian, a client or fellow traveller as I would prefer to call him, who is currently training to be a psychotherapist and having some sessions with me as part of this process. At one point in our discussion, Adrian asked if I'd ever heard of ChatGPT. No, I hadn't heard of ChatGPT. But after his explanation of the artificial intelligence language system, I felt incredibly excited and decided to try it out for myself as soon as we ended our call. The first question I typed into GPT-4's query bar was this. Hello GPT, I work as a personality-focused psychotherapist mainly using the Enneagram, Myers-Briggs and other models to help me and other human animals understand ourselves as well as all those things that cause us to suffer Ourselves. So tell me, dear GPT, how you might be able to help me and my patients, forward slash clients, forward slash fellow travellers with our various existential and circumstantial worries and concerns. Between you and me, I really didn't think that GPT 4 would deliver. I mean, you know, we've all had experiences with AI chatbots in the past, and let's be honest, Eliza. Parry, Jabberwacky, Siri, Alexa. Yeah, fine, but no cigar. No cigar in terms of their universal usability, utility and value. But this is no longer the case, it just isn't. And I'm not the only one recognizing here how our so-called natural human intelligence, also human arrogance and self-importance, is going to be challenged and shaken up by GPT-4 and other artificial, but maybe kinder, more empathic intelligence systems. So hold on to your hats, because this is going to be quite a ride. But we're ready for it. Well, some of us are. We're ready to have our minds blown, our instincts shaped and realigned, our hearts augmented, our very souls interrogated in ways that will alter and shape us going forwards for better as well as worse. And if we're lucky, really lucky, maybe this rapacious and self-destructive apex predator we call our species might be averted from sleepwalking its way towards extinction. We're up for it because we need it psychologically, ecologically, spiritually. I mean, come on. (laughs) Something needs to change here. Something needs to come along and give all of us a giant paradigm-shifting kick up our fat and self-satisfied rear ends. And I think it's this. In fact, I know it's this. So welcome. Welcome to the future, the future future, but also perhaps, welcome to the future of psychotherapy.
1: When your guy has got his heart and made himself hard to find, not mean you should go crazy.
0: So tell me, dear GPT, how you might be able to help me and my patients forward slash clients forward slash fellow travelers with our various existential and circumstantial worries and concerns.
2: Hi there, as an AI language model, I can offer several ways to help you and your patients slash clients slash fellow travelers with your existential and circumstantial worries and concerns. One, I can provide information and resources related to the personality models you use to help you and your patients understand their personalities and how to work with their strengths and weaknesses. Two, I can assist with therapy techniques helping you to identify and implement various therapeutic techniques that are relevant to your patients' personalities. 3. I can offer support by being available to chat with you and your patients about their worries and woes, offering reassurance, and providing helpful resources. 4. I can provide insights by based on the Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, and the 5-Factor Model to help you and your patients understand their thoughts, behaviors, and motivations more deeply, and providing you with guidance on how to overcome any challenges they may be facing. 5. I can also help you and your patients set goals that are in alignment with your personality styles and help you to work towards achieving those goals through regular check-ins and reminders.
0: Okay, GPT, I like how you roll, was something along the lines of what I wrote back, even though my thought process at the time was a tad more ambivalent, more like, hmm, well, that's interesting, but in what way is this new AI iteration just a clever method of repackaging information that we are already able to find online through a Google search or maybe on YouTube. This was then followed by a more personal inquiry as I began to wonder what GPT would make of something that had been troubling my own heart for the last 15 months or so. Here's what I wrote next. That sounds good, GPT, but let's cut to the chase. I'm someone who is struggling with a fair amount of upset and distress after a very painful breakup at the end of 2021. I've had some therapy for this, as well as trying lots of other ways to help me heal in the aftermath of this rupture. But how could you, perhaps, assist me with something like this? Here's the response I got back.
2: I'm sorry to hear that you're going through a tough time after a breakup. Breakups can be very difficult, and it's normal to feel upset and distressed in the aftermath. It's important to take care of yourself during this time and seek support if you need it. Here are some suggestions that may help. One, take time to grieve. It's important to allow yourself time to process your feelings and grieve the loss of the relationship. Don't rush the healing process and be patient with yourself. Two, focus on self-care. Take care of your physical and emotional needs by- Okay, all right, yeah, 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 okay.
0: yada yada yada. I mean, I get all that. I get all that, dear generative pre-trained transformer AI system, AKA GPT-4 wonderful but equally i don't know if you've noticed this but the internet is literally bursting at the seams with lovely life affirming listicles just like this one as is every podcast and every self help book produced in order to assist the broken hearted that i am aware of and guess what this romantic fool from the fourth dimension, someone who has an Enneagram personality style prone to yearning and pining for bygone love objects, has already spent most of 2022 reading and revisiting a stupid number of books, articles and online videos as well as following something very, very similar to you know, your five-point recovery plan, uh, taking time to grieve, focusing on self-care, reaching out to friends and family, seeking professional help such as psychotherapy, hypnotherapy, ecotherapy, meditation retreats, vim, half ice baths, journaling, you name it, I have done it, my artificially intelligent friend, all in a bid to heal and recover from the trauma of being let go of, aka being dumped. Of course the AI therapist didn't care if I was somewhat underwhelmed. So I really needed to go back to the drawing board and think about what it was that I really needed to hear from Zabka, the name that I will use for my former partner, after they had made their decision to ghost me. What had they not been able to give me or say following on from that email which outlined their decision to cut all ties and post their clothes and belongings back to them as they couldn't face coming round to retrieve that half of their life which had been inextricably and in every way aligned to mine in 2021. Presumably, to put it in the language of the fourth dimension of the Enneagram 4, I was, I am, still waiting to get some kind of thoughtful, heartfelt response to my request for communication and closure. But Zabka is an Enneagram 9. Zabka is not from the fourth dimension and for this reason I knew, at least intellectually, from a psychological perspective, that I would probably never get the response from Zabka that communicated more fully their reasons for breaking up with me and trying to bring some closure for both of us after the rupture. Could? GPT-4 perhaps give voice to my ghost in a way that would genuinely help me to heal and move on, as Zabka themselves had undoubtedly now moved on, having started a new relationship shortly after ours with someone that they have now married, I believe, and moved out of London together with, as we had once planned to do? Could GPT-4 provide me with the kind of therapy that I hadn't been able to get from others in my profession or from myself? A few days later, I had another idea. What if I told GPT-4 a little bit more about my ex? I could, for example, tell the AI system their age, nationality, level of education, interests, the kind of books they enjoyed reading, the music they listened to and what kind of television programs they watched. But even more importantly, I could tell them how my partner functioned in the world as a personality style. I was very clear on what Zubka's personality style was, as they had been the one who had in fact introduced me to this Enneagram typology model at the beginning of our relationship. In terms of the Enneagram, Zubka, as I have said, is a nine. Nine Nature. Peace. The innate human capacity reflected in Nine Nature is the energy of peace. What Nine Nature seeks and is motivated by is serenity its primary style of engagement is action positive limbic attachments reinforce a sense of being peaceful and steady negative limbic attachments are triggered fastest by conflict or neglect when overwhelmed fatigue expresses as panic the healthy nine nature in each of us is the most gifted at modeling our human capacity for rest that's the neurologist jerome lubber explaining how Eights, Nines and Ones function mainly from the brainstem. The brainstem is the first component of the brain to come online. It is responsible for driving the instinctual nature of us human animals and is our most primal brain function, moving us towards pleasure and away from pain. Pain bad, pleasure good. As with any living species, We want to survive, so we follow our gut, our gut instincts. Zabka, as far as ego psychology is concerned, is understood to be a self-preservation nine, which is to say that of the three instincts which guide and sometimes rule us, the sexual instinct, the social instinct and the self-preservation instinct, Zabka's self-prez instinct dominates most of their actions and interactions. Another way of putting this is that the focus of Zubka's life often converges around the following aspects. Care and well-being, such as diet, exercise, sleep and rest, the maintenance of their resources, money, time management and energy management, practical applications and skills, as well as domesticity in the home, safety, security, home as a place to restore and recharge. Apologies if any of this Enneagram stuff sounds a little bit gobbledygook at this point. I will make sure to provide links in the show notes giving more details about the various Enneagram personality types that I refer to here. Apart from Zabka's Enneagram personality style, I also knew that my partner was an INFP according to the Myers-Briggs model and that their primary love language was that of acts of service followed by quality time. I knew this because we had done lots and lots of these getting to know you psychological tests together. Zabka was also in training to be a psychotherapist and are now working in this capacity. I sometimes go and have a look at their website and wonder what would happen if I tried to book a session with them as a client.
1: I love October, head in the wind don't stop. You know love is right around the corner.
0: I doubt that this would work either. Suffice to say, I knew a great deal about my former partner's personality style as this was something we were both very interested in. Personality is a word we often use in describing ourselves or others. But what exactly is a personality? I like this description from the psychotherapist Beatrice Chestnut. Quote, the term personality generally refers to the part of our character that develops to interface with the outside world. Our personalities are shaped through the intersection of our innate qualities as well as our early experiences with parents, caregivers, family and friends as well as other influences in our physical, social and cultural environments. When working with other people as well as trying to understand my own inner world, I have always found it useful to hold in mind some personality distinctions. I want to know, more than anything else really, what makes people tick? and also help others and myself to factor in our different ways of ticking so as to live more fulfilling and happy lives. Therapy, it might be said, consists of one person paying close and hopefully caring attention to another person's personhood, in a sense, you might say, their personality, which means factoring in that person's personality, the way they see the world and experience themselves and others into all of their ego expressions. And let's just remind ourselves that this Latin sounding word ego, which originates with Freud, was rendered by the grand old man of psychoanalysis himself simply as ich or I. You
1: needed some space, yeah. But I don't want to make.
0: So whenever we use the word I, what we're really saying is my ego or my personality is stating this. Or perhaps in conflict, my ego is having trouble with what you're saying because my ego, my personality style is probably talking a somewhat different language to your ego and your personality style. The fact that not every ego, not every I, functions in the same way, suggests that perhaps having a really deep understanding of our own egoic selves as well as those of others, might be quite useful for us on this life journey that we're all engaged with. With these thoughts in mind, I wondered what GPT would come up with if I asked it to respond to one of the many, many unanswered emails that I had sent my ex-partner. I'm a little bit ashamed to admit this, but I've probably sent something like a hundred emails or more in the last 15 months. And they're all basically just saying the same thing. Please, 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 can we talk and work through some of this stuff together? I wondered if GPT would perhaps be able to create in some way those words that I needed to hear from Zubka something that would maybe feel helpful and healing, even freeing in the sense of being able to move on with my life and maybe start considering a new relationship with someone else, which is something I've not yet been able to do following on from this breakup. So what I did next was copy and paste the email that I had written to Zubka a couple of weeks after their departure into the GPT-4 query bar and then asked my AI therapist to respond to this email as if it was Zabka writing back. Zabka is not their actual name. It means frog or froggy in Polish, and it was one of the many terms of endearment that I would use with them. Zabka, Kochanie, Micho, and many others. Zabka loved, and presumably still does love, swimming and had once shared with me a memory from their childhood of swimming in a lake, the lake next to which they had lived as part of this large working-class Polish family with eight siblings. They had also once revealed, in a way that I had found very moving, how the lake represented for them their safe place. How its profound peace, stillness and harmony was something that they were always looking for as an Enneagram 9. And could often be found when they were floating right in the centre of this large oval stretch of cold and crystalline water somewhere in the north of Poland. I asked my new AI therapist if it could write back to me the response that I had never got from Zubka, a response that perhaps even now, 15 months later, I am still waiting for, still suffering in some way their stony silence, which feels even more stony when it's coming from someone who had, at the time, spent a good year professing their undying love for me on a daily basis, which is kind of nice, but not so nice when that all fizzles out. Here's the email that I sent Zubka a few weeks after the breakup. Again, just remember, Enneagram 4. Kind of romantic. Sometimes even a little bit of a drama queen. Now you know. Zubka my love. I hope you got all your stuff that I sent last week to you. I found it incredibly difficult packing everything up and taking it to the post office without even being able to hug you goodbye. As you can tell i've been trying to get hold of you for the last two weeks in the usual ways but it would seem that you're not yet ready to talk about your decision to end things between us i understand that you are seeking time away to heal and reflect but i still have so many unanswered questions and unresolved feelings that i can't seem to shake off i truly do believe though that talking about what happened between us face to face could bring us both some peace of mind and maybe even some closure, whatever that means. Would you be up for that? I've been thinking a lot about the Enneagram since your departure and in a way how our relationship was fairly archetypal in this regard. Can you remember how we once read to each other, quite smugly, as this was very much in our honeymoon period, the description of the Enneagram 9 in relationship with an Enneagram 4, remarking how true this was for us and what a great and loving pair we made. I'll include this letter in the show notes. I'm not going to read through all of that but I included that in the letter. You said in your email that you had been struggling with my somewhat melancholic personality style as well as your own work, family issues and finding training placements for your course. I also wonder if the trauma of having your tooth implant a week before you made this decision to end things might have been a factor to this decision. I think we would both agree that life and its many challenges got a bit on top of us in December 2021, as it does for so many couples, particularly at this time of the year. And perhaps it is for this reason that the darker dynamics between the Enneagram 4 and 9 rarely began to take effect on our relationship when winter and all its wintry challenges arrived for us to bear. I then quote in the email some more bump from the Enneagram Institute website all about the potential trouble spots of the Enneagram 9-4 combo. Here's how I finish the letter. I think it's pretty clear that a whole bunch of archetypal issues got in the way of our togetherness and for this reason I wonder if we might still be able to work through some of these issues and come out the other side stronger and with a better understanding of our relationship in each other. As you once told me, I am an Enneagram Sexual 4 with a 5 wing and an 8 fix and for this reason, as much as anything else, I tend to be fairly introspective and emotional which makes it kind of hard for me to let go of stuff and also to let go of the people who matter most to me, the people who I felt a profound love and connection with. Our relationship felt, at least to me, to be incredibly significant. You know that, and I truly believed, as did you, for the time we were together, that one day we would become life partners and move out of this city that neither of us feels particularly attached to anymore. We've talked about this often, we even used the M word, and perhaps for this reason, as much as anything else, I'm really struggling to make sense by myself of your decision to end things between us. I know that as an Enneagram 9, your personality style is focused on avoiding conflict and emotional confrontation. I understand this, of course I do, how some of the distress and miscommunication on both sides in the last month had probably only accentuated this desire in you for flight and freeze. But I miss you. I miss you every second of every day and I wish that we could just talk, In some way, I wish we could just see each other and talk, Zabka. Please don't walk away from us. I beg you, I beg you to reconsider or at the very least to allow us to talk to each other through emails like this or face to face. Please don't just drop this relationship as if it were an empty box of chocolates or some other food container that no longer held the kind of goodies you were looking to enjoy more of. Please don't disappear as you did before my birthday last year when things needed to be worked out and talked through. I beg you please can't we continue to talk to each other in some way? Please Love Steve And then I opened the chat GPT four browser and fed in the following request. Fifteen months ago, a self-preservation nine with an eight wing, Trifix 937, ended our relationship, which had lasted for a year and is currently, to this day, 15 months later, taking a stonewalling and ghosting approach to all communications that I've tried and continue trying to send them. Could you please answer the following unanswered email that I wrote to Zubka a few weeks after our breakup as if they had in fact written back to me at the time, perhaps explaining their reasons for ending things, but also why they had chosen not to do so face-to-face. Could you also have Zubka explain why they might believe that a stonewalling or ghosting approach after a year of profound love, togetherness and connection would be the best option for us going forwards? I am an Enneagram Sexual 4 with a 5-wing, Trifix 458, and my name
3: is Steve. Ten seconds later, I had this response. Dear Steve, Thank you for reaching out to me. I apologize for my delay in responding to you. It was not my intention to leave you feeling ignored or abandoned, and I hope this response can provide some clarity for you. Firstly, I want to acknowledge the difficulty of our breakup and the unanswered questions and unresolved feelings that you have been experiencing. I understand that you would like closure and I respect your desire to discuss what happened between us. However, at the time, I felt it was necessary to end our relationship in the way that I did. As a self-preservation nine with an eight wing, I tend to avoid conflict and confrontation. It can be very uncomfortable for me, and I often find it easier to withdraw and disengage. While I recognize that this can be hurtful to those around me, it is a coping mechanism that I have developed over time. I understand that it may have been hurtful for you, and I apologize for that. Regarding our relationship, I did enjoy our time together, and I believe that we shared a deep connection. However, as you mentioned, both of us were dealing with various challenges and stressors in our lives, I found it difficult to balance my own needs with those of the relationship, and I believe that we were not meeting each other's needs in a sustainable way. As for the Enneagram, I do remember the reading we did together and the similarities between the 4-9 pairing. However, as with any relationship, there were also challenges and differences between us that we struggled to navigate. While I appreciate your desire to use the Enneagram as a tool to understand our relationship, I believe that it is only one piece of a larger puzzle. Let me be clear then, that my decision to end our relationship was not a reflection of your character or worth. You are a wonderful person, and I have many positive memories of our time together. However, I believe that it is in both of our best interests to move on from our relationship and focus on our individual growth and healing. I understand that my stonewalling and ghosting approach may not have been the best way to handle the situation, and I apologize for any hurt that it caused. I hope that this explanation can provide some clarity for you and help you move forward. Sincerely, Subka. I watched
0: Subka's response as it unfurled across my screen, just as I had sometimes sat and watched Subka themselves type something into a document that they had just shared with me, like an essay for their psychotherapy training course, which they maybe wanted some feedback on. The experience of having them write to me through GPT was incredibly unsettling. It was eerie, it was uncanny, but it was also deeply, deeply moving. It wasn't the response I wanted, of course, but it was pretty much word for word the communication that would have been written if Zabka had been able to do so at the time. It used their language, their way of seeing the world and expressing themselves. Of course it did, for it spoke through their personality style. It spoke through their ego, their I, that of the self-preservation Enneagram 9 with an 8 wing.
4: I had some similar feelings about my ex-boyfriend that I felt like I couldn't be the girlfriend that he wanted me to be.
0: (laughs) This is my friend Maya, also a 9, who would often send me voice notes during this period trying to explain things from Zabka's perspective.
4: One thing I struggled with him is that he's so much more open than I am in general, to the point where sometimes I felt like, don't share that, like, why are you sharing that? Like, it's oversharing. He was telling this story at like a wedding that we were at, he was like, yeah. And I was thinking, don't tell people that, like, that's not good, that doesn't make you look good. Like, don't say that to people. And I found that to be really uncomfortable. Like, (laughs) imagine we did have some minor conflict, which we did sometimes like he could get angry and like defensive, but then he would immediately be like, okay, sorry, no, that was me and you're correct. Like he would get angry and then immediately deflate it, which is fine, I think. Still, I thought that was quite intense and I felt really like very exhausted by that. And it didn't happen all the time, but it happened maybe, I can remember maybe four or five times that it happened. And even though it was resolved in the end, I felt like it was exhausting to me. And, um, and then when we broke up, And I said this about, yeah being like high conflict, (laughs) even though it really didn't happen every day. Like it happened five times over the course of two years. So and he was like, oh, I didn't realize we were high conflict. And I said, like, yeah. And then he said, oh, I feel that we weren't really, I thought we were really smooth. And with my, with his ex, he said, oh, with my ex, it was worse. Like we would fight more. And I was like, yeah, but I can't deal with it at all, really. So. (laughs) Just another like kind of almost like parallel.
0: My predominant feeling when reading this AI-generated response was of relief but also sadness. Of course Subka would have written back in this way. Why had I thought for 15 months that they might, if only, write back in any other way than this? Trapped as they themselves are in their ego cage, as I like sometimes to refer to it, just as I have been trapped for the last 15 months in mine. But the GPT-created response didn't really make me feel any more settled or resigned to Zubka's decision, which is how I really want to feel in order to move on. I wondered why this was so. Maybe because Zubka both the AI Zubka and the flesh-and-blood Zabka simply couldn't express the kind of heart-focused communication that came so naturally to my personality style and which I now realized I had maybe been unreasonably expecting to have reciprocated by them. I wondered what response I would get if I asked my AI therapist to rewrite Zubka's message in nine different ways which is to say, to write their response from each point or dimension of the Enneagram typology continuum. How would their emails read if delivered from the body-based intelligence system of an Enneagram 1 or an Enneagram 8, as well as an Enneagram 9, like Zubka? But also, what about if the AI therapist wrote That email to me from a more heart operating system like that of an Enneagram 2 or an Enneagram 3 or a 4. I also generated and then read all the potential responses that might have been written to me if Zubka's ego cage had been that of an Enneagram 5 or an Enneagram 6 or 7, which is to say those types who function predominantly from a mental operating system. Once I had generated each of these nine slightly different responses, I sat and read each of them over and over again, asking myself which one really spoke to me, which was the response that I needed most to hear in order for my heart and soul to find a way to be more settled and consoled. But here's the response that I found most egocentric, which is to say the one that spoke most directly to me, giving me the feeling that I had been heard, respected, and cared for in an appropriate way.
2: Dear Steve, First and foremost, I want to thank you for your email and for expressing your feelings so openly and honestly. I want you to know that I received all of the things that you posted to me, and I appreciate the effort that you went to in order to return them. I understand that it was difficult for you to do so, and I am sorry that we weren't able to say goodbye in person. I'm sorry, really sorry about how things have panned out. I know that you have been trying to get in touch with me, and I want to apologize for not responding sooner. I have been struggling with how to approach our situation and what to say. The truth is, I do care deeply about you, Very much so, and our time together was just as special to me as it was for you. However, I also know that our relationship was not ideal, in that it would sometimes cause me to suffer conflict and strife which I struggled to deal with. I want to be honest with you Steve about why I ended things, but I also want to do so in a way that is compassionate and respectful to you. The truth is, I felt like our relationship was becoming an irresolvable strain for me, We were both struggling with our own personal issues, and it felt like we were perhaps relying on each other too heavily for support. Or maybe a better way to say this is that I felt that you, Steve, were relying too heavily on me, Subka, to engage with you on an emotional level. As you perhaps now have realized I don't really need the kind of support that you are able to offer a significant other. And I don't see why my partner would need this kind of emotional support from me if this can be met through therapy and a good set of friends. I know that you were going through a difficult time with some seasonal effect of depression in the winter of 2021, and I really wanted to be there for you. But I struggle as an Enneagram SP9 to show care and concern when my own self-preservation needs are being encroached on, such as getting a good night's rest, or having, for the most part, a nice, easygoing, and non-conflictual connection to my partner. I felt like I couldn't be the person that you needed, and engaging with you in this way was really pushing me out of my Enneagram 9 comfort zone. This is a comfort zone which I am. Even more so as an SP9 focused on defending as much as possible. I'm sorry. I can't help it, it's just how I am. I know that my decision to end things was really painful for you, and I am sorry for that. I also understand that you have a lot of questions and unresolved feelings, and I don't want to dismiss those. I think it's important for us to talk about what happened and to try to find some closure. However, I also want to be clear that I don't think getting back together is the right solution for us. And I hope that you will come to see in time that ours was not a pairing that would ever really work for you as an Enneagram 4 with all your heart-type concerns and needs. As for why I haven't been responding to your messages, I want you to know that it's not because I don't care or because I want to hurt you, I've just been trying to process my own feelings and figure out the best way to move forward. I know that my silence has been very disturbing and frustrating for you, and I am really sorry for that. Again, I can't help myself, I can't do it any other way. I am an sp9. This is how we survive and thrive in our lives. I'm sorry if this has fucked with your head and heart. I hope that we can find a way to talk about what happened and to support each other in moving on. I don't want to stonewall you or ghost you, but I can't do it any other way. I just have to get, by any means possible the time and space I need, months, years, I don't know, however long it takes my psychobiological language using human-animal system to figure things out and make sense of our relationship. I'm a body type, Steve, and as you know it takes a fuck of a long time for me to process this stuff. I cannot move as quickly as you heart types can. I know this is crap for you, but I cannot do it any other way. Thank you again for reaching out to me. Steve, dear romantic Steve, please know that I do care about you and often think fondly of you. I will continue to stay in touch by listening occasionally to your podcast, but I just can't bring myself to contacting you directly. I hope you can find a way to make that okay for yourself going forwards. Love. Suka.
0: Which personality style was this written by, you ask? Well, my own, of course. For this is how Zubka might have sounded if they had written back to me as an Enneagram 4. Now, when GPT-4 did this, of course they didn't put in all the sweary stuff. But I've added that to this email and a couple of other little tweaks. Because if you're going to try and get a message that you need to hear, why not also put in a couple of things that you know are going to be salient and helpful
4: yeah and I, I do think that's like a dark side to nines um, as far as I understand like I think nines can be extremely critical and judgmental um, that's kind of but nines want to seem really tolerant and that's what that's that's the thing that they think they should be is like really tolerant and open and like peaceful and like yeah i see everyone's point and like let's not get too agitated with each other come on let's all be mates and um yeah i'm cool with that like that doesn't bother me it's fine that's kind of nine what nine wants to be but it's almost because like nine views that as that's what you should be like that's the right way to be and that in itself is a judgment and a criticism which is why then it's like yeah don't rock the boat like, be cool, be, be be, be, peaceful, be tolerant, and don't rock the boat. That's just my understanding of nine, is that there is that dark side, and I've seen people who are nines talking about how they actually feel very uptight, and I feel that myself. I feel that I can actually be very critical and very judgmental, but it's almost like I won't even admit it to myself. Like, in my head, I think, oh, no, I'm not judgmental. I hate judgmental people. can't stand judgmental people. But actually, when I really realize, I realize that I am judgmental and critical of people and it's almost like shocks me that I am. And I think that is a nine thing. Um, Yeah, I don't know. So
0: what does this mean for us? I ask. As creatures who suffer in our relationship with others, our suffering often centred on this inability to talk each other's language. Are we all predominantly narcissists, which is to say Can we only listen and understand someone else when they are expressing themselves towards us in a language and manner that we would use and understand? Are we so intolerable and closed to another person's disparities and the ways in which they function and feel, especially when we experience these as being different to ours, so that we end up not being able to take in what that other person is truly trying to tell us? Maybe the four horsemen of the apocalypse, contempt, criticism, blame and defensiveness as the clinical psychologists John and Julie Gottman have named the dynamics that destroy a great number of romantic relationships and maybe all sorts of relationships, maybe these are just four different ways in which we are telling another person who we are in conflict with again and again, You are not me, and I am not you, and I cannot accept that you are not me, and I am not you. Not only can I not accept this, I am in fact unwilling to see the world or interact with you by taking your concerns and your personality style into account regarding the ways in which you think, feel and behave. I also wondered if this profound experience that I just had with GPT-4, certainly more profound than all the therapy sessions that I had attended the year following the breakup, I wondered if this could be replicable in some way. Would I find, if I were to go through this process with someone else who was struggling in a relationship, say with a, a friend or a family member or a partner or a lover, that much if not maybe all of our dissatisfaction and upset towards the other person, stems from this fundamental misalignment in personality styles and how each of us engages with the world, with ourselves and with others. Let's see, shall we? As this is the kind of exploration that I would like to do on this podcast, working with people who are struggling in their relationships As we are all struggling in different ways, when trying to relate and connect to other human beings, let's see how we might use this incredible new AI tool to bring us more into alignment with ourselves and with other people. And what would we even call this process? AI-assisted psychotherapy? Perhaps. Who's to say what the future will bring now that we can all carry an AI therapist like GPT-4 or Google's Bard around in our pockets? How might we use these AI therapists in ways that are creative, consoling and wise so as to live happy and healthy and fulfilling lives? Join me as together with others who are interested in this intersection of technology and therapeutics, we explore and discover new ways in which we might get the greatest benefit for ourselves and others from these new AI therapists. Perhaps it's too early to say this, but it would seem that even good old psychotherapy is going to get a bit of a kick up the backside with the arrival of GPT and other systems like this. Therapy, as it is practiced by everyone that I was trained with, is by and large a privately funded and quite rigidly coded system. A system which hasn't really changed that much since Sigmund Freud got his wealthy patients to freely associate around their woes on a couch covered by a Qashqai rug. The idea of a potential shake-up in my field towards more creative solutions to our mental health crises really pleases me. Of course it does. I'm an Enneagram Sexual 4. But maybe it's time for all of us to open our minds to technology-assisted and more cost-effective forms of healing and understanding. So welcome to a more inclusive DIY model of consolation and transformation. Welcome to the future of therapy.
1: He's got his hat and made himself hard to find. It doesn't mean you should go crazy. It could be that way some time find yourself another love. Sometimes, baby, yes it does.